TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is live coverage from ABC News. Here is ABC News correspondent Aaron Katursky. President Obama is at the podium at the White House briefing room after suffering a defeat at the U.S. Supreme Court. A 4-4 tie left in place, a lower court decision that blocked his executive actions on immigration that would have shielded millions of undocumented immigrants from the threat of deportation. President Obama now. I want to say a few words on two of the cases the Supreme Court spoke on today. Uh, first, in the affirmative action case, I'm pleased that the Supreme Court upheld the basic notion that diversity is an important value in our society and that this country should provide a high-quality education to all our young people, regardless of their background. Uh, we are not a country that guarantees equal outcomes, but we do strive to provide an equal shot to everybody, and that's what was upheld today. Second, one of the reasons why America is such a diverse and inclusive nation is because we're a nation of immigrants. Our founders conceived of this country as a refuge for the world, and for more than two centuries, welcoming wave after wave of immigrants has kept us youthful and dynamic and entrepreneurial. It has shaped our character, and it has made us stronger. But for more than two decades now, our immigration system, everybody acknowledges, has been broken. And the fact that the Supreme Court wasn't able to issue a decision today doesn't uh, just set the system back even further. It takes us further from the country that we aspire to be. Uh, just to lay out some basic facts that sometimes get lost in uh, what can be an emotional debate. Since I took office, we've deployed more border agents and technology to our southern border than ever before. That has helped cut illegal border crossings to their lowest levels since the 1970s. It should have paved the way for comprehensive immigration reform. And in fact, as many of you know, it almost did. Nearly 70 Democrats and Republicans in the Senate came together to pass a smart, common-sense bill that would have doubled the Border Patrol and offered undocumented immigrants a pathway to earn citizenship if they paid a fine, paid their taxes, and played by the rules. Unfortunately, Republicans in the House of Representatives refused to allow a simple yes or no vote on that bill. So I was left with little choice but to take steps within my existing authority to make our immigration system smarter, fairer, and more just. Four years ago, we announced that those who are our lowest priorities for enforcement diligent, patriotic, young dreamers who grew up pledging allegiance to our flag should be able to apply to work here and study here and pay their taxes here. More than 730,000 lives have been changed as a result. These are students, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're Americans in every way but on paper. And fortunately, today's decision does not affect this policy. It does not affect the existing dreamers. 
two years ago, we announced a similar expanded approach for others who are also low priorities for enforcement. We said that if you've been in America for more than five years with children who are American citizens or legal residents, then you too can come forward, get right with the law, and work in this country temporarily without fear of deportation. Both were the kinds of actions taken by Republican and Democratic presidents over the past half century. Neither granted anybody a free pass. All they did was focus our enforcement resources, which are necessarily limited, on the highest priorities, convicted criminals, recent border crossers, and threats to our national security. Now, as disappointing as it was to be challenged for taking the kind of action that other administrations have taken, uh, the country was looking to the Supreme Court to resolve the important legal questions raised in this case. Today, the Supreme Court was unable to reach a decision. This is part of the consequence of the Republican failure so far to give a fair hearing to Mr. Merrick Garland, my nominee to the Supreme Court. It means that the expanded set of common sense deferred action policies, the ones that I announced two years ago, can't go forward at this stage until there is a ninth justice on the court to break the tie. I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed today, but it is important to understand what today means. The deferred action policy that has been in place for the last four years is not affected by this rule. Enforcement priorities developed by my administration are not affected by this ruling. This means that the people who might have benefited from the expanded deferred action policies, long-term uh, residents raising children who are Americans or legal residents, they will remain low priorities for enforcement as long as you have not committed a crime our limited immigration enforcement resources are not focused on you uh, but today's decision is frustrating to those who seek to grow our economy and bring a rationality to our immigration system and to allow people to come out of the shadows and lift this perpetual cloud on them I think it is heartbreaking for the millions of immigrants who made their lives here, who've raised families here, who hope for the opportunity to work, pay taxes, serve in our military, and more fully contribute to this country we all love uh, in an open way. So where do we go from here? Most Americans, including business leaders, faith leaders, and law enforcement, Democrats and Republicans and independents, still agree that the single best way to solve this problem is by working together to pass common-sense bipartisan immigration reform. That is obviously not going to happen during the remainder of this Congress. We don't have a Congress that agrees with us on this, nor do we have a Congress that's willing to do even its most basic of jobs under the Constitution, which is to consider nominations. Republicans in Congress currently are willfully preventing the Supreme Court from being fully staffed and functioning as our founders intended, and today's situation underscores the degree to which the court is not able to function the way it's supposed to. The court's inability to uh, reach a decision in this case is, is a very clear reminder of why it's so important for the Supreme Court to have a full bench. For more than 40 years, there's been an average of just over two months between a nomination and a hearing. I nominated Judge Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court 
more than three months ago, but most Republicans so far have refused so to even meet with him. Uh, they are allowing partisan politics to jeopardize something as fundamental as the impartiality and integrity of our justice system. Uh, and America should not let it stand. This is an election year. And during election years, politicians tend to use the immigration issue to scare people with words like amnesty in hopes that it will whip up votes. Uh, keep in mind that millions of us, myself included, go back generations in this country with ancestors who put in the painstaking effort to become citizens. And we don't like the notion that anyone might get a free pass to American citizenship. But here's the thing. Millions of people who have come forward and worked to get right with the law under this policy, they've been living here for years, too, in some cases even decades. So leaving the broken system the way it is, that's, that's not a solution. In fact, that's the real amnesty, pretending we can deport 11 million people or build a wall without spending tens of billions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, is abetting uh, what is uh, really just factually incorrect. It's, it's not going to work. It's not good for this country. It's a fantasy that offers nothing to help the middle class and demeans our tradition of being both a nation of laws and a nation of immigrants. In the end, uh, it is my firm belief that immigration is not something to fear. We don't have to wall ourselves off from those uh, who may not look like us right now or pray like we do or have a different last name, because being an American uh, is about something more than that. What makes us Americans is our shared commitment to an ideal, that all of us are created equal. All of us have a chance to make of our lives what we will. And every study shows that uh, whether it was the Irish or the Poles or the Germans or the Italians or the Chinese or the Japanese or the Mexicans or the, the Kenyans, <laughs> whoever showed up over time by second generation, third generation, those kids are Americans. They do look like us because we don't look one way. We don't all have the same last names, but we all share a creed. We all share a commitment to, to, to the values that founded this nation. That's who we are. And, and that uh, is what I believe uh, most Americans recognize. So uh, here's the bottom line. Uh, we've got a very real choice that America faces right now. We will continue to implement the existing programs that are already in place. We're not going to be able to move forward with the expanded programs that we wanted to uh, move uh, forward on because the Supreme Court was not able to issue a ruling at this stage. And now we've got a choice about who we're going to be as a country, what we want to teach our kids, and how we want to be represented in Congress uh, and in uh, the White House. We're going to have to make a decision about whether we are a people who tolerate the hypocrisy of a system where the workers who pick our fruit or make our beds never have the chance to get right with the law, or whether we're going to give them a chance, just like our forebears had a chance, to take responsibility and give their kids a better future. We're going to have to decide whether we're people who accept the cruelty of ripping children from their parents' arms or whether we actually value families 
and keep them together uh, for the sake of all of our communities. We're going to have to decide whether we're a people who continue to educate the world's brightest students in our high schools and universities only to then send them away to compete against us uh, or whether we encourage them to stay and create new jobs and new businesses right here in the United States. Uh, these are all the questions that voters now are going to have to ask themselves and are going to have to answer in November. These are the issues that are going to be debated by candidates across the country, both congressional candidates as well as the presidential candidates. And in November, Americans are going to have to make a decision about uh, what we care about and who we are. I promise you this, though. Sooner or later, immigration reform will get done. Congress is not going to be able to ignore America forever. Uh, it's just, it's not a matter of if, it's, it's a matter of when. And I can say that with confidence because we've seen our history. We get these spasms of politics around immigration and fear-mongering, and then our traditions and our history and our better impulses kick in. That's how we all ended up here. Because I guarantee at some point, every one of us has somebody in our background who people didn't want coming here. Uh, and yet here we are. And that's what's going to happen this time. Uh, the question is, do we do it in a smart, rational, sensible way, uh, or we just keep on kicking the can down the road? Uh, I believe that uh, this country deserves an immigration uh, policy that reflects uh, the goodness of the American people, and uh, I think we're going to get that. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get that in November. All right? I'll take two questions. Two questions. The president at the White House after a defeat at the Supreme Court. What do you see as the risk of deportation for these more than 4 million people? I mean, you say we can't deport 11 million, this is 4 million, and, and there's a chunk of time here before well, let, let me just be very clear. Uh, uh, what was unaffected by today's ruling or lack of a ruling uh, is the enforcement priorities that we put in place. And our enforcement priorities that have been laid out by um, Secretary Jay Johnson uh, at uh, the Department of Homeland Security are, are pretty clear. We prioritize criminals. We prioritize uh, gangbangers. We prioritize uh, folks who have just come in. What we don't do is to prioritize people who've been here a long time, who are otherwise law-abiding, uh, who have roots and connections in their communities. And so those enforcement priorities will continue. Um, the work that we've done with the DREAM Act kids, those policies remain in place. Uh, so what this uh, has prevented us from doing is expanding the scope of what we've done with the DREAM Act kids. Keep in mind, though, that even that was just a temporary measure. All it was doing was basically saying to these kids, you can have confidence that you are not going to be deported, but it does not resolve your ultimate status. That is going to require congressional action. So uh, although I'm disappointed by uh, the lack of a decision today by the Supreme Court, uh, a deadlock, um, this does not substantially change the status quo, and it, it it doesn't negate what has always been the case, which is if we're really going to solve this problem effectively, uh, 
we've got to have uh, Congress pass a law. Um, you know, I have pushed to the limits of my executive authority. We now have to have Congress act. Uh, and hopefully we're going to have uh, a vigorous debate during this election. This is how democracy is supposed to work. Uh, and there will be a determination uh, as to uh, which direction we go in. As I said, over the long term, I'm very confident about the direction uh, this country will go in because we've seen this in the past. Um, if, if, if we hadn't seen it in the past, America would look very different than it looks today. But uh, whether uh, we're going to get this done now, soon, so that this does not continue to be this uh, divisive force in our politics, and we can get uh, down to the business of all pulling together to create jobs and educate our kids and uh, protect ourselves uh, from uh, external threats and uh, you know, do the things that um, you know, we need to do to, to ensure a better future for uh, the next generation. You know, uh, that's going to be determined in part by uh, how, uh, how voters turn out and who they vote for in November. All right, one more question. Go ahead, Mike. Um, two practical going forward questions. Number one, is this going to, are you going to be able to do anything more at all for immigrants going forward in terms of executive action before the election of the next president? And number two, do you in any way take this as some Republicans have presented this as a slap at your use of executive authority, this tie vote, and will this in any way circumscribe how aggressively or um, forcefully you use executive authority in the remainder of your time at all? Uh, okay. I, I, on, on the specifics of immigration, uh, I don't anticipate that there are additional executive actions that we can take. We can implement what we've already put in place that is not affected by this decision. Uh, but, you know, we have to follow now what has been ruled on in the Fifth Circuit because the Supreme Court could not resolve the issue. And uh, we're going to have to abide by that ruling until an election and uh, a confirmation of a ninth justice of the Supreme Court so that they can break this tie. Uh, because we've always said that we are going to do what we can lawfully uh, through executive action, uh, but we can't go beyond that. Uh, and, and we've butted up about as far as we can on this particular topic. It does not have any impact on uh, from our perspective on uh, the host of other issues that we're working on uh, because each one of these issues uh, has a different analysis and is based on uh, different statutes or different uh, interpretations of uh, our authority. So for example on climate change that's based on the, uh, the Clean Air Act and the EPA and previous Supreme Court rulings as opposed to uh, a theory of prosecutorial discretion that in the past has uh, every other president has exercised. Uh, and the Supreme Court wasn't definitive one way or the other on this. I mean, the problem is they don't have a ninth justice, so uh, so that will continue to be a problem. Um, with respect to uh, the Republicans, I, I think what it tells you is, is that uh, 
if you if you keep on blocking judges from getting on the bench, then courts can't issue decisions. Um, and what that means is then you're going to have the status quo frozen, and we're not going to be able to make progress on some very important issues. Now, that may have been their strategy from the start, um, but it's not a sustainable strategy. And it's certainly a strategy that will be broken by uh, this election, uh, unless their basic theory is, is that we will never confirm judges again. Um, I, hopefully, that's not their theory, because that's not how our democracy is designed. It was a one-word opinion that said we can't come up with a decision. I, I think that'd be a, a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, maybe, maybe the next time they can. Uh, uh, if, if we have a full court issuing a full opinion on anything, uh, then uh, we take it seriously. Uh, this we have to abide by, but it. Uh, it wasn't uh, any kind of value statement uh, or uh, a decision on the merits on these issues. All right. Thank you, guys. Live from the White House, President Obama, after suffering a defeat at the Supreme Court, which left in place a ruling that blocked his executive action on immigration. The president said he tried to make the immigration system more just. He called the Supreme Court's 4-4 tie frustrating and heartbreaking for millions of undocumented immigrants. I'm Aaron Katursky. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. I want to get right back to Washington with ABC's Karen Travers. The president noted, Karen, the 4-4 tie was the result of the recent death of Justice Antonin Scalia and the failure of Senate Republicans to grant a hearing to his nominee. Yeah, he used this as an effort to push Congress to have those hearings and confirm his nominee, which, of course, they've been dragging their heels on and no indication from Senate Republicans that that's going to happen. You know, he put on his constitutional law professor hat in the beginning. He said that given Congress not acting on immigration, he was left with no choice but to take steps that he said were within his existing authority. Well, all of these court decisions have proven the opposite, saying that the president overstepped his powers in doing these executive actions. But Aaron, I thought it was interesting. The president went far beyond this ruling. He says how the nation looks at immigrants is critical to who we are as a country. And what that means is what how it translates to the presidential election. He didn't say Donald Trump, but it's very clear what he was talking about. And then saying the presidential election, of course, is so important because of that open seat on the Supreme Court and potential future open seats so that there won't be four four ties like this on big issues going forward. ABC's Karen Travers with us live from Washington. On affirmative action, the president said the U.S. doesn't guarantee equal outcomes, but it does strive to provide an equal shot. The Supreme Court today, by a narrow margin, decided the University of Texas admissions policy that does take race into consideration is lawful. I'm Aaron Katursky. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News, honored. Winner for the third straight year with the Edward R. Murrow Award for Overall Excellence in Television and Radio. ABC News, America's number one news choice. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.